On behalf of my wife, Lisa, and I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And also want to thank you for tuning into this special Christmas Eve morning message and then invite you to join us this evening at 7 p.m. for our normal Christmas Eve worship experience. It's going to be an awesome time as we celebrate the birth of Jesus into the world. As we get started with today's message, I want you to go ahead and grab a piece of paper, also something to write with so that you can join me in a very special activity that we're going to do at the end of today's talk. Now, as you're doing that, let me just sort of remind you that we've been doing a series here at Exponential all month long called Expectations. You see, when it comes to every conflict you're ever going to have in life, it's going to come down to differing expectations. You expected one thing while the other person expected something else. And that same thing then applies with your relationship with God. Often we expect, here's the best way for my life to go, but then God ends up having other plans. And perhaps there's no better story found in all scripture to illustrate this than the story of a young virgin girl named Mary who suddenly discovers that she's pregnant. I mean, talk about expectations. She didn't expect this at all. We read about it in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 29. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Now, some of you can relate to Mary because you're a bit confused and disturbed by the things that are happening in your life right now. You had expectations of one thing, but for whatever reason, God is allowing something completely different to be happening. You're not sure why. Why is this going on? I mean, you never thought you'd be at this place in life. You want to be in control of the situation, but you're simply not. You're just confused and disturbed. Continuing on then in verses 30 to 35. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He'll be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the, the angel, but how, how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and you will call him the Son of God. Now put yourself into the mind of Mary for a moment. How would you respond to something like this? I mean, if I'm being honest, I'd be like, uh, God, could you like choose somebody else? This isn't really a convenient time for me. I'm getting ready to get married right now. And I want to look good in my wedding gown, my wedding photos. And I mean, if I'm pregnant, I'm going to be fat and swollen. I mean, come on, God, this isn't what I dreamt of for my life. I've got this perfect picture in my mind. Can't you just get somebody else? But that's not what Mary says. Instead, we read this in verse 38. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And so she started in this passage disturbed and confused, but she ends it fully surrendered to what it is that God wants and what he's doing in and through her life. And so that's what I want to talk with you about here briefly this morning. The difference between you needing to be in control versus surrendering your life to God's plan. Now, I know some of you are going, great, I know people need to hear this because they are extreme control freaks. People like my spouse, my boss, my kids, my neighbor. No, 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 no. I said, this is a message for you. I want to talk to you. You're going, but I'm not a control freak. I mean, I'm aggressively helpful. Or I'm not a control freak. I'm just passionately organized. <laughs> yeah, right. Come on. Some of you are wound so tight, you make coffee nervous. I mean, you want to control everything. Who your kids hang out with, where they go, what they do, where they go to college, who they marry, how many kids they're going to have. I mean, you want them to already know how they're going to take care of you when you get old. 
Some of you, you do this with your spouse, what to do, what to wear, how to talk, how to load the dishwasher, how to make the perfect lines as you're mowing the grass. For some of you, you want to be in control of what other people think about you. And your greatest weapon for doing that is social media. So, you know, you want to show people the life that you want them to see, which you want them to think that your life is all pristine and perfect. So like, for example, this year for the, the Christmas card, it took you 44 attempts to get the perfect picture in front of the, the Christmas tree. And, you know, forget that you almost divorced your spouse and killed one of your kids in the pursuit of getting it just right. I mean, everybody's mad at you, but you got what you want. You got the perfect photo. And now you post it to social media going hashtag family fun or hashtag so blessed. I mean, come on, you're lying. You're trying to control the image that other people have of you. So give me this stuff about this message being for somebody else. I want you to hear this message. I want you to give up control. All right. So with that being said, here's our big thought for the day. I don't always have the power to control, but I always have the power to surrender. Let me say that again. I always have the power to control, but I always have the power to surrender. You can't always control how other people act or how they think. You can't make people do what you want. You can't always control where your marriage is at or that you just got laid off from your job and that your finances are a mess. Your health may not always be perfect. Your kids, they're not always going to do what you want them to do. You always don't have the power to control, but you do have the power to surrender just like Mary did. Now, I know your pushback is, well, easy for her. I mean, she's the Blessed Virgin Mary. She has statues named after her. Cathedrals are built in her honor. Well, yeah, that's true now. But when the angel came to her, keep in mind, she was probably just 15 or 16 years old. This isn't what she had dreamt of. And keep in mind, in her society, her options for a spouse would have been very, very limited. It's not like today where, you know, you can get on the Internet and there's millions and millions of people that you could potentially meet and date and then eventually marry somebody. No, in her day and time, you're going to be matched up with somebody local there. And so you better not screw it up. And so that's what's happening. She's engaged to this local boy by the name of Joseph. And now an angel comes and says, God's got something different in mind for you. I mean, no wonder she's disturbed and confused because none of this matches her hopes and her dreams. Maybe that's where some of you are at today. You thought by now you'd be married, but you're not. You thought by now that you'd have kids, but you don't. You thought that you had found the perfect job, but then you got laid off. Maybe your marriage isn't going as happily ever after as you thought it would. Maybe this Christmas, for whatever reason, there's going to be an empty chair at the dinner table, and that hurts. Maybe you're going through a health crisis right now or a difficult financial issue. Whatever it is, in any case, you're disturbed and confused. And that's exactly where Mary was at. Now, we have the advantage of knowing how our story's going to end, but she didn't. And if you think about it, her story actually gets a lot weirder and stranger. Three decades later, she's going to watch as her son is nailed to a cross and then dies. But then three days later, he rises again from the dead. But then 40 days later, he returns, goes back to heaven again. The teenage Mary, she couldn't have known any of this and how it was all going to play out. It's the same way for you. You don't know what's going to happen in your situation. So she has a choice to make. So do you. You don't always have the power to control, but you always have the power to surrender. It's the choice between your dreams and God's destiny, the choice between your plans and God's purpose. 100% of the time, you have the power to surrender. But let me be clear, there are no degrees of surrender. You can't say, well, I'm 90% surrendered. Like, I'm going to trust Jesus to forgive me of my sins and save me from hell, but I still want to fool around with my girlfriend. Or I trust him to forgive me of my sins, but I'm not going to trust him with my money. Or I trust him to give me peace, but I'm not going to trust him to how to raise my kids. I mean, they're my kids. I'm going to raise them the way I want to raise them. Again, there is no such thing as partial surrender. Either you're surrendered or you're not. So the question then becomes, 
Why are we so tempted to try to hold on to control? And I think the answer is simple. Here's how I put it there on your outline. My desire for control is rooted in a lack of faith. Again, my desire for control is rooted in a lack of faith. The more you try to control things, the more you're underestimating the goodness and the power of God. Society says, if it is to be, it is up to me. Be strong, do your own thing. You know, make things happen on your own. But Jesus comes along and says something completely different. Take a look at what he says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. Jesus says, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. In other words, if you want to be in control, you're going to be out of control. And thus, you're going to end up losing your life. But if you give up control and surrender to Jesus, then you're going to find not just that you have eternal life, but an abundant life right here and right now. So make the decision today to fully surrender to God, just like Mary did. I think what you're going to discover is the exact same thing that she did. And that is that every single time you choose to surrender, the end result is you're going to get to see and experience the faithfulness of God. I mean, think about her life. She surrenders when the angel tells her she's going to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. But how's she going to explain this to Joseph? I mean, how's she going to do it? Well, the answer is she doesn't. She surrenders it to God. And then God is faithful. He sends an angel to Joseph to do the explaining for her. Then what about the people around town? I mean, they know that Mary and Joseph aren't married yet, but she's obviously very pregnant. I mean, what have they been doing when they've been alone? You know, the gossip is starting to spread. But Mary doesn't try to control the situation. She doesn't try to control the narrative. Instead, she surrenders to God. And once again, God is faithful. He confirms to Mary's relative Elizabeth that, nope, this pregnancy is 100% legit. No funny business at all. This is a God thing. Or think about this one. Mary's ready to give birth, but there's nowhere for her and Joseph to stay. She doesn't start chewing Joseph out, like chastising him, but like, why didn't you make reservations at the local inn? No, she surrenders the situation. Her attitude is, God, whatever it is that you want here, I'll be happy. And so she happily gives birth then to Jesus in a cave surrounded by farm animals. I think about two years later, King Herod wants to kill Jesus. But Mary surrenders the situation and says, God, what do you want us to do? And then she listens to the voice of the Spirit who instructs them to flee to Egypt so that they can remain safe. Now, fast forward 30 years later, Mary watches as Jesus is beaten and he's bloody, he's hanging on a cross. She can't do anything about it, but just surrender to whatever the will of God is. And that had been the attitude that she had had throughout her life. And so imagine the joy she must have had when she heard Jesus say these words that Luke records in Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. In other words, Jesus saying, Father, I surrender to you. And that's what I want for you today. At the beginning of the message, I asked you to grab a piece of paper and something to write with. I want you to go ahead and get that out right now. And here's what I want you to do. Write down on that piece of paper the biggest thing that you need to surrender today. The, the thing that you need to surrender, the person that you need to surrender. What is the thing that you need to let go of that you've been trying to hold on to and control? And then once you've written it down, I want you to take it and go put it underneath of your Christmas tree. You know, as Christians, there is a the, the tree of the cross that reminds us of Jesus' death and resurrection. But the Christmas tree can be a reminder of his birth and that because he came, because he has life, now we can have life as well. The Christmas tree is also a place that we think of for gifts. And so the greatest gift that you can give to Jesus during this holiday that celebrates his birth is you surrendering whatever it is that you've been holding back from him. So go ahead and write it down right now and put it underneath the tree. Let's all surrender to him today in honor of him. One last time then, let me remind you, you don't always have the power to control, but you always have the power to surrender. Let's pray together. 
Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to come together to worship you here online and to hear your word online and the, the, the miracle of the technology that allows that. Lord, we look forward to gathering together this evening as we live and in person are going to again celebrate and worship your birth into this world, that you are God with us. Lord, I, I pray that as we've been watching here today, that your spirit has been convicting each and every person. That, Lord, your spirit has been saying, this is the thing that you're holding on to. This is the thing you need to give control of. Up. And that, Lord, they've just in obedience, just written that down. They put it underneath of the tree. And that that has been a, a sort of a symbolic thing of what is going on in their heart and their mind and their spirit right now. That they're going, God, I give up. I surrender. It's not mine anymore. It's all yours. Lord, whatever it is, help us to do that. Help us to be obedient. Help us to be faithful in that way. Because when we're obedient and faithful, your faithfulness then shows up and gives us something beyond our wildest hopes and dreams. And Jesus, again, you don't just give us eternal life. You give us the abundant life right here and right now. You give us the, the goodness of life right here and right now, the fullness of life right here and right now. So thank you, Jesus, for that. And Lord, I, I just pray that as we 100% surrender to you, that we would just experience your peace in our lives because we don't have to try to control everything and be run ragged by it anymore. But there'd just be this sense of peace that we would have as we've given it all over to you. Jesus, thank you for who you are, all you're doing, and all you're gonna continue to do in our lives. And I pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, thank you for tuning in here to this special Christmas morning uh, or Christmas uh, Eve morning uh, worship experience. Please join us this evening live in person at 7 p.m. at our Exponential uh, Harrisburg location. We'd love to have you there. We're going to have candle lighting, some other special things as we celebrate that God is with us. And then I also want to invite you to join us starting next Sunday. We're beginning a brand new series on the book of Proverbs, and it's actually going to last through the first couple weeks of the new year as well. You know, when it comes to Proverbs, a lot of people think that it's sort of like going to the, the store or the, uh, the, the restaurant and you get those like Chinese fortune cookies, you know, you crack it open and it has like this little saying on it. People think, are Proverbs sort of like that? Well, they are little short sayings, but there is such power in these words because they are given to us by God himself. And so join us. We're going to look at various Proverbs and various topics as we begin 2024 and just see how it can help to launch us into the best year that we've ever had. So again, I hope you can join us tonight. If you can't, see you next Sunday morning as we begin this brand new series. I want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and uh, hope you have a great rest of the day. See you tonight. God bless.